Hello, this is Josh Belk with the Belk on Business Podcast. What you're about to listen to is a recording that we did with Tom Olson with the Good Success Community and Damon Real with LoanBids.com. That's Bids with a Z. And uh, hopefully you find this uh, particular recording helpful. We talk a lot on the front end about uh, leadership and communication during this time. And then we get into some of the specifics as we know it as of today in regards to the stimulus package, uh, as well as the loan component, which Damon will get into, especially in the second half of the recording. Hope you find this helpful. If you're looking for a mastermind community, I would highly recommend the Good Success Community, which the three of us are in. Uh, it consists of a lot of real estate, financial, medical, and other professionals in the group that we're able to really kind of get together and help each other uh, as a community. Hope you find this recording valuable to you. Have a wonderful day. We actually have, uh, I've got Josh Belk here. Um, and today we're going to talk about three things. We're going to talk about number one, what should business owners be doing right now? Um, a lot of times business owners are looking at what's going on right now with the coronavirus and, and looking at, um, you know, more cases and looking at like people that are not employed and thinking to themselves, so maybe, you know, my tenants might not pay, you know, a lot, there's a lot of fear and a lot of worry in the market right now. I kind of thought it would be a good thing to jump on as fast as I could and get the people that I know, um, in our mastermind, both these people that are, are with us, Damon is with us and Josh is with us, both in Good Success Mastermind, and just try to ask, hey, what should business owners be doing right now? That's the first thing we're going to do. And the second thing we're going to go over is the stimulus package. So we've got this CARES package right now that's sitting on the president's desk, and um, it's been through the House and Senate, and I, I, I'd like to know what's in it. Josh, do you know what's in it? Well, we're starting to kind of get work our way through it and get a good idea um, so uh, Chairman Grassley uh, with the Finance Committee did uh, kind of issue kind of a real high level, run through that a little bit as far as everything that is in the package as, uh, as we know it as of now. So, and then we also have Damon, I'm going to kind of move, move this camera just a little bit and I'll probably move it a little bit in and out. I've got Damon here on Zoom call with me um, as well. Some of you Mastermind members know him, um, but he, he's with um, LoanBids.com and he's actually going to be helping us. Uh, this uh, with this and he's actually t told us hey I can help people I'm gonna be able to have that on loadbids.com and he he's gonna kind of wrap up the, the, this day in this session with um, how do we apply who should apply for these loans who you know who who, who, who is it gonna help um, maybe you can tell us who it is for and who it's not for and then maybe how somebody can maybe apply with you as well Damon um, would, 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 would that be okay yeah that'd be great Awesome. All right, cool. All right. So the first thing I, I want to do is just kind of like, let's, let's, let's just go around the room and just kind of like at, at, a, at a high level, what should business owners be doing now? How, what should we be thinking about, Josh? I mean, good success. We're like, we're all about the right person doing the right thing for the right reason with the right people for the right amount of time. Well, guess what? This is the time that the leaders actually show that they're leaders. And this is the time where you kind of see like who, who's going to give up and who's going to throw in the towel. And who's actually going to do the hard thing and, and, and make the hard decision. So, Josh, um, I know you've, you've done a couple of podcasts on your own on this already, but just give us a couple of minutes of what do you think that business owners should be doing now? What should we be thinking and how do we make it through this? And maybe not even and maybe even more importantly, how do we take advantage of the opportunities that are going to be out there in the market right now? Yeah, I think a couple of things. First of all, and Tom, you hit the nail right on the head when you said the word lead. Uh, you know, as, as business owners and for those of you that are out there, um, that our business owners, in our businesses right now, it is time to step up and lead. And if we're operating in a fear mindset, all of us are a little bit, I don't wanna say scared, but a little bit, there is, a, there is yeah, we are anxious. There is, a, there is, I think, probably a little bit of fear in all of us. Um, you know, and as, as uh, 
as an owner of an accounting firm, we've already lost clients. We've had people emailing us, you know, what can we cut back? And that's natural. I get it. And so, you know, and, you know, for, for, for us, it's, you know, we're kind of nervous. Okay. Well, you know, uh, what's the future hold for us for, uh, a lot of, I'm sure a lot of real estate investors will be listening to this for them, you know, questions in regards to, are my tenants going to pay? Am I going to be able to pay my lenders? And, uh, so there, for all of us, there is that we're all a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious, a little bit, maybe even scared right now. Um, but I, I kind of really go back and a verse that's just been kind of, and when I go to scripture, that's, that's kind of going over and over in my head is how do we respond in these times? Because we're not called to act within fear. Uh, we're, we're really commanded to operate with a sound mind, uh, to be bold, is, is to be bold in our leadership, to, uh, uh, to really operate in a way that aligns with our core values and to really uh, lead our people uh, during this time. And for all of us, and even for those of you who are listening who aren't business owners, uh, you're, you lead a family. Um, and, uh, you know, and whether you're a mom, whether you're a dad, uh, you, you need to lead in that, in that area and, and try to bring calm. And I think one primary way in business that we can do this is, is really to communicate. So one way, I think, and communicate effectively and communicate well, uh, to, to uh, communicate with our, if you're a real estate investor, with your lenders, communicate with your tenants. Uh, communicate uh, as a business owner with your employees and of course now we have a great deal of clarity with uh, with ultimately what this uh, what this bill is going to look like I think it's about 800 pages uh, Damon I you, maybe you can uh, confirm that I think it's about 800 Have you pages. read the whole thing Josh? No no I, I no I, <laughs> it was kind of funny uh, two nights ago I you know the, the bill I think passed the initial bill passed about 1 a.m. and I literally wake up and, and I get up I'm up about a quarter to five or so five o'clock uh, to do my morning routine. I think part of this is like stay in your routine. Get up in the morning, uh, get, you know, get your spiritual, uh, your time spiritually in, get your, uh, your scripture reading, your, your prayer time in, get your exercise in, you know, continue to do those things. I think those things, those things are extremely important still, and even maybe more important now. Um, but I got up, got up that morning, I already had text messages. What does this thing say? You know, how does this help? And I'm like, you know, you think I was up what, at 1 a.m. Yeah, reading? Right? Yeah, you yeah. got past at 1 a.m. I mean, you should know what it, what it means, right? I don't, think, I don't know if any of us are sick enough to read all the <laughs> pages of that. But anyway, um, I think it, uh, what, what's there, I think it's really going to help um, provide some clarity and maybe help diminish a little bit as far as trying to address some of the unknowns. Because this, uh, this stimulus package really does do a lot. And, and regardless of where, you, where you're, you're, you know, you're at on the spectrum, I think probably both sides of the aisle did a really good job finally to come together to put something together that, um, uh, that uh, really, I think, will be helpful both for individuals and for businesses to try to uh, get us through, in some ways, uh, what we're looking at, probably what, uh, what's going to be at least another quarter or so of some tumultuous times. And it's actually interesting you said that because, um, you know, I remember going to the Hill, because I, so I've, I've gone to Washington several times in the last couple of years, and um, a couple of the times we go and we actually, the whole, whole purpose for us to go there is to actually pray with our legislators. And we were there from one of the, the ladies from Indiana, and, she, and we asked her, what things should, should we actually pray for for you? And she said, pray for civility in, within Congress. So, like, sometimes I think we think about, you know, so we pray for things. We pray, maybe if you're, if you're a real estate entrepreneur, you might have been praying for deals, right? Well, guess what? God answered your prayer. We were praying for, you know, civility in Congress. Well, guess what? They had to come together to make this happen. And even like you said, you know, even though there's a little bit of bickering and a little bit of posturing, it, it did seem like in the end, like, I think it wasn't the Senate 95 to zero or something. It was a pretty, it was a pretty good, um, uh, you know, vote. To, and and they, they had to come together and, and be able to make things happen. 
I, I agree. And, and so I, I think that as much as you're right, the bickering that went on, kind of some of the pork and nonsense that was in there, uh, they finally kind of worked their way through their disagreements to get something that I think was helpful for, uh, for all of us. Yeah, I love that. I'm, I'm going to bring my phone over here to, to Damon. So Damon, what do you got for us? What do you think we should be doing right now? Well, I think, I think like a lot of business owners, uh, you know, I'm in the same boat. I'm trying to figure out uh, how to do what's best for my employees, first of all, and then also uh, for our business going forward. So some of the biggest challenges that we're going through right now is trying to predict the unknown. And the unknown really is how long this will last, what the impact will be. And I think every business owner is trying to think about that and think about how this stimulus package that has passed is going to help them in, in their own specific way. So uh, realistically, it's it's going to be different for every every business owner. You know what their their current situation is as far as uh, whether they can afford to keep people on board, whether they're going to be forced to furlough people or lay them off completely. And uh, you know, I I agree completely with what. Josh and Tom were saying, and it's that the key thing for business owners is try to stay as much in your in your routine as you can. Try to keep your people in the same routine as you can while you're making these um, these decisions as uh, as the situation uh, you know brings itself forward. So uh, you know, I I think uh, continue to get up every day with a positive attitude and uh, and keeping that uh, you know that hopeful spirit. Uh, you know, with with your teams and, and your leadership now is more important than ever. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. I, I appreciate that, Damon. Thank you so much for that. Um, and, you know, so I've actually come up with this 12 steps that I actually think that all entrepreneurs should be thinking about right now. Um, and and the, the people that I talk to is kingdom focused entrepreneurs, people that really want to work to have to give and have a purpose and, and a meaning in, in, in what they do. Um, so, I, I, and actually, I'm coming out with ebooks. Everybody will get it for free. I'm just really trying to help business owners and be a help to the business owners. But the very first step on that was communication, and Josh already talked about that. Um, you know, I think the other thing that we have to do is have a, so communication is not just with our vendors, it's not just with our customers. It's also creating a new communication plan for our employees. You know, for us, for instance, a lot of us are working at home now. Um, my office right now is kind of almost empty. Uh, normally, Josh would come into my office and we'd do a podcast, and there'd be 15, 20 people in here and they'd be buzzing, but right now everybody's kind of working from home. So creating that new communication pattern with your employees, I think is very important. Something that I've done and I'm gonna to continue to do for the next two weeks is I'm actually doing a daily video for them. And, and I said, you know what, maybe I might need to step back and stop investing into the um, educating people on Facebook and educating people out, outwardly and really focus on my team right now and actually trying to educate them and trying to um, invest into them. Um, I'm even doing a challenge every day to them, trying to get them to wake up at a, at a, a certain time or drink enough water or say the things that they're thankful for and really kind of be that leader um, that Josh talked about. So, and then I think you also have to have a plan for your employees. Where are they gonna work? Or do you need to lay off people? Some people, I know dentists, you know, right now are, are having to lay off a lot of, a lot of my dentist friends, um, some of them completely just shut down for the month. Some of them um, are about like half and half. They've kept half of their, their employees for the time being and they can only do emergency things. Um, unemployment, I think it's, I think at least in Indiana, there's different, it's all well, this is state by state, but Indiana just kind of just passed this thing where unemployment, now there is no more one week stay. Is that correct, Josh? So um, now, and then for some employees that might be better for them. And I think you, you, 
as an employer, we have to think about those things. Who needs to work from home? Who, who, who can work from home? And for us, we've taken the stance that I want to be supportive of what the governor says. I believe that every one of my companies, I could say we are essential. And it's even written in the bill that our governor said. But even though that's the case, I'm still taking the stance. I'm making everybody work from home that can work from home during this time. And I want to keep them safe. And I want them to know that we're making provisions for them and that we're caring enough about them and we care about their safety. And especially the people in our business that are elderly. I've got people that have had cancer. I've got people that have, have diabetes. Those people are more at risk right now. And I'm trying to even have more precautions when it comes to that. We've had a, a different policy at work. Um, guess what? We're kind of a hugger. Like we, you know, we, we hug, we shake hands. We've stopped that. Like we're not shaking hands. We're not hugging. And it's not something that I don't really like, but it is what it is. Um, we've been Lysoling everything down every single night. Um, we've been taking extra precautions with, with all that kind of stuff. Um, and then in our business, I think it's a great time to ask your leadership team and ask the people, what should you stop doing? What are the things in your business that you should stop doing right now? Like I think budget can, can dictate that a little bit. I think you talked about this a little bit on one of your podcasts. Like go through your budget and look at the things that are absolutely essential. And normally you might review your budget every month. Well, guess what? Like you might be reviewing your budget every week or maybe even every day if, if need be. Um, so know what you need to stop doing during this period of time. One of those things that we stopped doing is paying for marketing for our particular products right now. I believe like, and actually for us, we're looking at April 15th as the date to kind of start reopening that. Um, you know, but paid marketing right now for your normal product may not be something that's really good to do. Damon's in a different situation. You know, Damon, right now, you probably should be paying for marketing because everybody's going to be wanting to know how in the world do I apply for, for, for this stuff. So unless it applies to the package, unless it applies to healthcare or the businesses that are thriving right now, because I think that's one thing we need, need to understand. There's half of the businesses out right now are like booming. You know, Amazon's gone crazy. Grocery stores have gone crazy. Healthcare has gone crazy. So there are a bunch of people on the other side hiring. Yes, unemployment's the worst ever because, and I actually think that the main reason for that is because most of the industries that were hit in this have been because it's more the people that would get unemployment if they were off. You know, like in the, in the 2008 era, it was a lot of construction workers. Well, a lot of those people are 1099. They don't even qualify for unemployment. Um, and if they would have, they probably would have been a lot more during that period of time. So what should we stop doing? What should we start doing? I think this is a great time right now. Um, I mean, if you've heard any of the other uh, people talking right now, you know, what in your business, and this, Damon's a great, great conversation for this. What parts of your business um, should you be changing? Or can you add an ancillary piece right now that is going to be useful now, but it's, it can help keep your business going and help keep your business thriving? And Damon's taking that stance. He's not normally somebody that does all these SBA loans, right? Right, Damon? Uh, we, do, we, we, do, we do some of them, but it hasn't been our core business. That's right, sure. so but now Damon's thinking, hey, this is an opportunity to add value to the marketplace. I need to focus on this a lot more than I maybe would have focused on if this didn't happen. So think about that in your business and how you can, and Josh, obviously, same thing. I mean, people are texting you. You might lose some clients because they're going to throw in the towel, but then you got other clients that are going to be like, how can, I, how can you help me through this as well? Um, also, I do think you all should, you, everybody should be doing, if you haven't already done this, a financial impact research on your own company. What is this going to, how, this is going to affect every one of our businesses in some way, shape, or form. So trying to do that research on your own business and knowing what that means, knowing what cash on hand you have right now is 
very important. If you did not have any new revenue come in for the next month, what would that look like? And we've done that in our in every one of our businesses, and um, it's been it's been really good for us to see that, but also kind of be tracking this. And for me, almost on a daily basis, um, how long will that cash last? Like some companies, two months, three months. I mean, I know you said that sometimes companies are like maybe a week or two, um, you know, that, that, that they're that, but know what that means for you. And then for us, we've also looked into contingency loans and looked into if, if for some reason we didn't need other, um, you know, ways of capital, how would we possibly tap into those, whether it's um, local banks or some kind of lines of credit or private lenders. This might be a great time if you don't have private lenders to um, try to cultivate those relationships. I know Jim Ingersoll was on a, a podcast this morning talking about that as well. And so th those are the kind of the things that, 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 that we're I'm putting out in this ebook. And, um, but today, so that was kind of the first thing we wanted to go over is what should business owners be thinking? I also think that right now, more than ever, um, is the time where we, we, we have to turn off the negative news. We, we, we have to. We have to just, we have to get ourselves away from it and we have to focus because it's been really hard to focus. And me, I'm probably the worst person about, with any of you guys, about anxiety. Like, anxiety is my, is my weakness. That is like my thing that I'm, I'm always kind of concerned about is I'm always concerned. I'm always thinking like, what if this, what if that? Um, and I've got to shut that off. I've got to fill myself with good news and, and, and try to find the good, good in this. But also, I think in, in business, we have offense and defense. And I think it's a time to think about how are we going to be playing. Right now, we might be playing defense for a week or two. But as soon as we're, we get back on that field and we're on offense, we better be ready to take advantage of the opportunities. In my opinion, the next three to six months, will be the absolute best time to take advantage of those opportunities, maybe in the next five years, especially if you're in real estate. So I think we should be thinking about that and we should be stop, we should be throwing in the towel right now. We should be saying, we should have expected this. Um, and now that we, it's actually here and it's coming, we need to find a way to take advantage of the opportunities that will be there. I was on a phone call and I'll end with this and then let Josh get into the uh, stimulus package. But I was on a phone call a couple of days ago with uh, single family office people. And then, and the first thing I heard from out of their mouth was they went to cash on January 28th. So they were way ahead of this. And when I heard that they went to 95% cash on January 28th, I thought to myself, Oh, maybe this is more serious than I thought it was. Maybe this, we, maybe we're never going to get out of this. You know, all those like thoughts of fear and panic, just like came over me. And I thought to myself, oh my goodness, what in the world? You know, you know, people that have hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars went to 95% cash in, in, in January. And I wasn't even thinking about this. It wasn't even on my radar until the middle of, of February. And, um, but later on in the conversation, it was like, it, it turned from like a very discouraging thought to probably the most encouraging conversation I've had in the last two weeks. They are already buying. And, and, and you know what they said? They said, guess what? We already know what, what, what sectors are going to be the most impacted. And guess what? We're going to be buying. They already know that, that healthcare is not going to be the place to buy right now because their healthcare is going to be booming. They already know, like everything's already been known to us. And in that knowledge gives us power. We know where we're going to be able to go and buy and, and, and buy those deals that we never would have been able to buy um, if we didn't have this winter, so to speak, in, in our economy that, that, we're, that we're going to go through right now. So I think every, every single business owner needs to be thinking about what parts of that you can take advantage of. And I'm the same way. I even, I even wrote a note to my, my lenders telling them, hey, 
we are going to be buyers. In the next three to six months, we may buy more properties than we can even keep up with on the rehab because this is going to be the best time to buy, I believe, in the next five years, in the next three to six months. So make sure you think about that and what opportunities you can have in your business. And that's what I'm focused on in my business. So Josh, let's get into the stimulus package. I know a lot of people, a lot of listeners out there that are listening. Um, hey, Amelia. Hey, Josh. Hey, Tim. Um, hey, I'm Ken and uh, Mike Wittig. Yeah, Mike Wittig, you're on. I see that. Uh, John Cisneros. Hey, how are you doing, buddy? Rusty. Uh, Rusty. And then Joseph, uh, Sheila, uh, Caleb, Phil, Barb, uh, Cheryl. Good to see you, uh, that you're uh, joining us today. And wonderful. I don't, Tom, I don't think you introduced uh, who we are. Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So I've got Josh Belk here. He's an accountant with Belk Accounting and um, Belk and Associates. Belk and Associates, yeah. And then I've got Damon Real with Loan Bids as well. And that's and we're kind of just going over this this um, CARES package and kind of just telling people what um, business owners should be doing right now. Um, and Josh and Damon kind of already gave their spiel. That was kind of my big spiel was to actually tell what business owners should be right would be doing right now. And then Josh is going to kind of have this next part. He's going to really explain to us what is in this CARES package, right? C is C A R E S. Is that just like something? Yeah, yeah. I have to actually read it here. Care system, uh, care system enhancements, and economic stabilization. So I guess we'll just call it CARES. CARES, yeah. So the coronavirus much stimulus package. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> you know, have, I, I wrote a song, John. Uh, it goes like this. You, you don't want to get Corona. Okay, I'll stop. Yeah, I'm done. Why did all of our listeners? <laughs> all right. Oh, oh. So, all right. Good deal. Good deal. All right. So let's kind of run through this just a little bit. And what I have here in front of me actually um, is uh, Chairman Grassley on the, the Finance Committee went through and kind of just really high. I'm not going to go through all this because some of this gets into railroad employees and some of this kind of stuff that probably nobody listening is into that. Um, so Brad is, uh, Brad is listening and Brad, Brad is oh, in the railroad. Cool. All right. Good deal. Good deal. So <laughs> we'll, we'll spend some time talking about that then. So, uh, but anyway, uh, so I, I know that kind of the two big areas I think everybody had questions about was first the, this kind of the rebate. Um, so ultimately what happens if you're a married couple making under $199,000 a year, they're going to give you $1,200 both for the husband and the wife. Uh, and then if you have any children in the home, 17 and under an additional $500. So um, there's so it's uh, 199,000. 199,000. Okay, I had heard it was like 99, or it was yeah, like that was the yeah. So it's your single, that's single versus okay. being married. Yeah. So uh, for probably for most of the people listening who are watching this, and I know for my uh, a lot of my clients, you know, won't be able to receive at least anything on that end. But I think uh, for a great deal of people probably listening, uh, that they will get the benefit of uh, of these rebate checks. Now, in regards to what ultimately this looks like. Um, how quickly the IRS can get it out. I mean, they're wanting to you know, have this money in the hands of the taxpayer for the next few weeks. Kind of reading what the IRS's kind of initial plans on this, what they're going to do. It's going to be difficult for them. Um, one thing I want to keep in mind, if you're looking back and you have not filed your 2019 tax returns yet, uh, and you look at your 2018s and you're over 200000 and in 2019, you're under the 200000 if you're a married couple, get your 2019 returns filed like today. Okay, because they're going to look either at the 2019, 2018s, and uh, and then there, if you end up over that going forward in 2020, you're it's not like you're going to have to repay the money. So what so, if you were under yeah. in 2018, but you were over in 2019? Hold off on filing. Yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, so you, they, there's, there's kind of a strategy component there. So um, you know, I like we're, this. Like yeah, arbitrage. Right, right. So yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, kind of keep that in the back of, of your of your mind. You're kind of over under right on that uh, right on that timeline. So. Uh, it may be kind of one of those things if you're if you're over and you know you have the opportunity to uh, um, uh, be able to do uh, to do anything as far from a tax planning end to reduce your adjusted gross income to where you fall below that threshold 
do it and do it now. Okay. Um, so, uh, um, so be proactive as it relates to, uh, so it's $1,200, $1,200, right. If you're, if it's married, $199,000 and then there's, there's extra for kids. Right. So $500 per child. Um, and if that's if they're 17 or under. Okay, so it's 99,000 uh, single couple more than a uh, couple under actually 198,000 uh, where that number ended up falling. Uh, kind of going through here, you guys see me shuffling my papers, uh, kind of where, where they all end up uh, falling. But so uh, that, that's first of all. Secondly, let me kind of talk a little bit about the unemployment side. A lot of states, including, we're, we're here in Indiana, just, uh, just outside of Chicago. Damon, you're, where are you at? I'm in Springfield, Missouri. Missouri, so, uh, Missouri, but I didn't know where about in Missouri. I was down in your neck of the woods here uh, just a, a couple weeks ago. And I both were. Um, so uh, I know here in Indiana, for example, uh, the Department of Workforce Development, which is our unemployment department, has been very proactive as far as getting information out to employers to try to um, uh, make it easy to be able to file unemployment uh, electronically. Um, so if you're a business owner, you've had to lay off uh, any of your employees. Uh, get that information in their hands. Um, and then there's also a, an additional $600 uh, ultimately a week that they can receive if, uh, if their unemployment ends up falling below where they were at as far as a, a take-home wage. I gotcha. Okay. So um, that is uh, what that ends up looking like. I know initially there was kind of like this discussion of $600 more, it's gonna incentivize people to be laid off, this type of thing. And, um, but, but ultimately- So it basically uh, just yeah. gets them back up to what they were making. Yes, that makes sense. Right, and so in, in many states, Indiana included, have stopped uh, the, the waiting periods, trying to get people, uh, I mean, literally my office yesterday had a whole pile of unemployment forms come in uh, as an accountant. We file either the protest reports uh, if, if there's a situation to where uh, there does need to be a protest filed. So we ended up getting a copy of those. And, uh, and so we've been working with our clients in regards to um, uh, helping in a, in, a, in a way their, their employees be able to go ahead and take, it, take advantage of these, of these unemployment benefits. So uh, if you are a business owner or if you're listening to this and you're in a boat where you've been laid off, I mean, get out there, get, uh, go online, file, uh, file for your unemployment, get the ball rolling. Uh, that way uh, you can begin to uh, get those benefits in. So, uh, that, and then also one thing that's been added, and, and I, I had this question uh, sent to me and initially the answer was no, but this came, came through. If you're, if you're a situation to where you're 1099, uh, um, contractor for someone else, uh, you can file for, for unemployment. Normally that is excluded, but now that is included. So uh, um, I know for um, uh, Jeff, if you watch this later, I know you had this question for me um, and uh, a couple others uh, as well. Uh, hopefully catch this and I'll, I'll blast this out to you. But yes, uh, you, so these freelancers, uh, these types of people, they are also able to file for unemployment. Uh, if the state uh, denies them on the federal end, they would be able to receive uh, some unemployment benefits. And so that's in here as well. They're calling that pandemic emergency unemployment compensation. Um, so uh, there is, uh, there are some uh, short-term uh, compensation programs that are, uh, that are going into place. Uh, and um, uh, so not to get too much into the weeds on this, but if you're a business owner and you're, you're being, you've been impacted on this, you want to get your arms around this. Okay. And, and in a few minutes here, we will turn this over to Damon. There, there is this, uh, there's a few different acronyms or names being called in regards to uh, handling a payroll. Okay, so if you're not able to, uh, your, your, your business has been impacted, my business has been impacted. I know uh, for, for uh, many businesses, uh, they've simply just had to uh, close their doors because uh, there's these stay-at-home orders. Uh, so uh, if they're a non-exempt business, you know, of course, in my business is exempt, Tom, here being a real estate portion, uh, portions of, of your, some of your businesses are exempt, some of them are not exempt. And so uh, our employees are impacted in different ways. 
Um, so uh, for any business out there who's had to uh, have been impacted from uh, from an employment standpoint, they're able to number one uh, uh, get some sort of a tax credit deferral of payments of Social Security benefits. Okay, so they're, they're, the, those provisions are in there. So the Social Security component, essentially, you can take you can delay payment on that uh, to uh, to, um, to 2021, 2022. Um, so that option is there to kind of wait until kind of we get back into the recovery from this to be able to pay those back. Um, or there's also these um, uh, these what we call them PPLs, and, and Damon will talk about this a little bit uh, later on uh, in regards to um, the opportunity there to be able to go ahead and get a uh, to get a loan that can be forgiven. If you hold on to the employees, started back to March 13th. If you hold on to the employees for a while, uh, ideally uh, through June or to the end of the year, and then you can actually uh, uh, um, that portion of the loan would be forgiven. Okay. So the big question we're going to have is how do we access that? How do we get into that? Uh, they have opened the doors. I mean, uh, historically, uh, the SBA, assault through the SBA, uh, they have. Um, uh, there's, there's been certain banks that have had uh, the opportunity to um, uh, to be able to uh, essentially write SBA loans. Now I think they're opening us up to uh, just about any bank out there. I believe, Damon, you may be able to correct me if I'm wrong on that. But that opportunity is there, uh, and we have uh, Damon here who can talk a little bit about sort of what that process looks like. So if you're a business owner, and also there's um, there's uh, these disaster re uh, disaster recovery loans that Damon will get into in regards to uh, getting quick either ten or twenty five thousand dollars up to twenty five thousand dollars in quick access to cash, uh, and then um, uh, the, the remaining amounts of the loan to be paid out over time. Uh, for the railroad is the, you know normally it's a seven day waiting period for unemployment benefits and benefits on uh, from the railroad that been eliminated for you Brad if you're out there watching and you've been impacted on this so we'll throw the unemployment portion on there okay um, we talked about the, uh, the we talked about the rebates and um, uh, where where that needs to fall uh, retirement funds uh, so if you have to end up uh, with an early withdrawal you have to take, pull money out early uh, during this time as a result of the uh, of the impact. Uh, the 10% early withdrawal penalty is being removed. Really? Okay. So, uh, so kind of keep that that's in mind. That's a big deal. Yeah. So, uh, um, so yeah. For I mean, some people, that's a big deal. Yeah. So if it's kind of one of those situations, you simply can't make it. You have some money in retirement. You're under 59 and a half. You can't pull it out without the early withdrawal penalty. Uh, that has uh, that has been waived. Okay. Um, and uh, the requirement of uh, the RMD uh, for uh, for 2020 has also been. So there is really? no required minimum distribution from your retirement accounts. Is that from all retirement accounts? Yes. Even so, inherited Roth IRAs? Well, well so no, you're, no. <laughs> so yeah, the, uh, yeah, so those, uh, so not all. Okay. All right. Okay. Yes. I know. Yeah. And Quincy, we, Walter, had yeah. just plugged it in there for you guys. Right. And they end up saying this. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, that, that's a conversation those guys love to have. Okay. Another kind of cool thing is there's now uh, an above the line uh, charitable contribution deduction. Normally, if you itemize, the only way you'd be able to use your charitable contribution to itemize. So there is a $300 above the line uh, charitable contribution deduction for for those. I'm sure just about everybody in our community gives more than $300 in the course of the year. Um, but uh, but essentially $300 uh, you can use above the line deduction for 2020. And also the 50% uh, charitable contribution limit has also been lifted. So uh, the 50% of adjusted gross income. The net operating loss, which was a carryback, which was removed as part of the Tax Cut and Jobs Act, has also been removed for this year. So if you end up with a loss, you can actually go back and carry it back three years where, uh, where you were not able to do that before. So for, and I do have some clients that are in a net operating loss position. Um, that, that something, as well? Uh, yes, so that is something that we'll, uh, that we'll want to use. And also, uh, the, um, 
the percentage rules as far as net operating loss against uh, income has also been lifted. So, um, uh, so there's a lot there. If, you're, if your business ends up losing money, whatever the case may be, uh, you have some uh, net operating losses where you can carry back. Um, uh, all of those rules have been lifted, so you will be able to fully offset your net operating loss against other income. Okay. Um, employers, if anybody uh, needs to give, they can give to the communitygogiver.com. Yeah, they can just, give right there. They can give, give right there, communitygogiver.com. Yeah. Just give it a plug. Well, I know a lot of us involved in our in our church communities, and I, and I can't, I cannot. The, church, the um, churches definitely need your help right now. Yeah, and I can't understand. <laughs> I'm, 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 I have the, you know, the, the privilege of, of serving as a, as a treasurer of a, of a very large church in town both you and I attend, and, and uh, I mean, they're, they're struggling right now. Uh, we have a church here locally, a pastor that, that uh, called me this last week, Josh, what am I going to do? And at that point, really didn't have any answer. I'm looking forward to actually being able to reach out to him later today and saying, you know what, uh, there's a lot here that can, that can help churches. Now these loans that are normally, uh, Damon, that are normally uh, on your end, but normally excluded churches, these SBA loans and nonprofits, it actually does include them. So if you have a nonprofit, you have a church in May, you, uh, something you may be able to, to get help with and, uh, and not really get into that because um, I'm not sure how many nonprofit people we have listening. But, uh, but if, you, if you're a pastor or you run a nonprofit with employees, whatever the case may be, there's a lot in here uh, for you. Uh, so um, uh, make sure you dig into this, uh, get a good understanding, call your accountant, uh, and, uh, and, and kind of begin to work your way through understanding what's there to be able to help uh, your, your employees as well. So uh, there are a lot of rules as it relates to um, these, uh, being able to pull money out and getting these loans. Uh, and, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time going into that, except to simply make you aware that it's there. Uh, Damon, uh, whatever you want to get into on that, please do. Um, uh, here in, a, in, a, in just a moment, but uh, the, um, but there are some tax credits there, tax uh, deferral payments, and also uh, loan provisions out there to be able to, to be able to, to, to help your your business. Um, I think getting much past that, I think would really be kind of getting us into the weeds. I think um, so. Just is this something that you pulled, or is this something that you just that you wrote yourself? No, no, no. Is this this year, actually, what I did is uh, Senator Grassley. For, for those of you on Facebook Live, see this. Um, this is uh, Senator for both, both these. So the Senator Grassley's Committee on Finance, it literally goes through kind of a high level on each of these, um, uh, each section in this uh, CARES uh, stimulus package, uh, and um, really kind of gives a high level on a, exactly what is in each section um, of, the, uh, of this particular act. Awesome. So that, I'm just trying to give you guys some more resources. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, um, but it's, it's always hard to kind of shift, sift through what really applies to me and what really doesn't. So... Um, it is going to kind of be a little complicated for that. If somebody wanted to get a hold of you um, to be able to get help with any of this, how, how do they get a hold of you, Josh? Well, they can contact my office, uh, office phone number 219-365-9520. How do you think, um, and be, be, before we get to Damon on the actual loans and what he can provide and like just give us some more information about that, Josh, what do you think, big picture, like what is, what is this actually going to do? Okay, well, what the, I, ideally what, um, I think the entire goal on this was just try to keep the, uh, for us kind of not falling through the floor economically. So kind of putting something there to where, um, uh, so whether it's a business owner needs help as far as being able to pay their employees and some of these loans that it covers, for example, it covers uh, um, payroll cost, it covers rent, it covers interest, not principal on loans, uh, health benefits, utilities, I think as well. Uh, so keep doors, keep the doors open for businesses, keep individuals, deal with enough money coming in uh, into their pockets to be able to keep their bills paid. Uh, so instead of us kind of just completely, you know, the economy completely falling through this floor, 
uh, for there to actually be a kind of a solid floor there to kind of help ride us through this time to where hopefully we can pick back up to where the where the economy was at just a few weeks ago and begin moving forward. Do you, what do you see from this whole thing, like just the coronavirus in general, um, the recovery from this? Uh, is this? I mean, what, what I'm hearing again, like you, you hear, it doesn't it all depends on who you you, you want to listen to, but from what I'm hearing from the people that have been through things similar to this, although we haven't really been anything through anything similar to this since like maybe 1918, and I, I'm not sure if it's going to be as bad as that. We we don't really know, but like, is is this a short-lived thing, which is kind of what I'm I'm hearing from the the people that that I know, or is this something that you think is going to be like a years, you know, it's going to take years and years to recover, like 2008. Well, um, I think for all of us, I think a lot of it just depends on um, on whether or not us as a society can get this, you know, stop this virus. And uh, so, if the ultimately, if this thing is able to be killed, and you know, Tom and I were kind of violating the social distancing thing right now, but um, I think for for all of us, we're kind of um, kind of maintaining our distance, trying to make sure we're we're staying healthy, we're doing the things we're supposed to do. If this thing can uh, can end uh, quickly, uh, you know, within within the next month or so. Uh, then it's going to take some time for the, you know, for the wheel. I think the second, third quarter are going to be disastrous for all of us. Very, very difficult. But I think once we kind of get closer to, uh, remember, this is an election year. So um, I think, you know, government, especially those who There's are. There's some silver lining here. I, I yeah. haven't heard a whole lot of election talk. Right. This. Yeah. That's, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> I, think, I think the best part of this entire whole ordeal is I have not heard the word impeachment. <laughs> In weeks, <laughs> pray the Lord. Okay, so um, uh, but but anyway, the um, uh, on, a, on a serious note, I mean, it is an election year, and, and so there is a lot of kind of benefit, you know, to to these uh, to those politically to kind of do everything that they can to make sure the economy, because if it falls apart, I mean, a lot of your incumbents are gonna uh, doesn't matter who you are, yeah, and what side. So uh, you kind of have that kind of going for us as well. But I think honestly, by the time we get into into late summer, things will uh, will turn around. And uh, get someone. I mean, we're going to be facing kind of this new cliche, this new normal. But uh, I, I honestly do think that we'll things will be turned around, and, and we'll start to uh, see this uptick again in the, in the economy. Good. Th thank you for that, Josh. We're actually going to go to Damon now. So, Damon, um, what do you think? Um, who, who, so, you're going to help us with some of the these loans, um, and just kind of explain to us how somebody can apply and maybe even not, I, I want you to promote your sure. business for sure, but I also maybe just like who, where else they, they, they should be able to go and where can they find resource to, to know, number one, like who should be applying for these? Um, who should be applying for the, the loans? How can they apply? And then like, who's it really going to help? Sure. I, I appreciate that. And as I get into this, I do have one quick question for Josh before we, I get into what I'm going to talk about, and and that is that I've heard, and maybe you can confirm this, that uh, the agencies, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, may be uh, allowing up to a six-month deferment on people's personal mortgage payments uh, without impact to their personal credit report. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, I have not that could be big. more than what you just stated. Okay. Well, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some more work on that just to confirm that. But uh, I'm already hearing some of the the local banks here calling their customers and saying, "Don't pay me for six months." So um, that could be something that uh, that we could try to get some more information out to our folks once that develops. But uh, but overall, from from a business perspective, there are two main programs targeting the you know the disaster recovery. 
The first one is a legacy program, which the people in the business call EIDL, E-I-D-L, which is an economic injury disaster loan is what that stands for. Uh, and that particular program you know, has been around and typically been used for agricultural disasters, floods, and that sort of thing, where people had specific targeted uh, economic impact that they could prove and, uh, uh, and they could apply for these uh, EIDL loans or EIDL loans. So what that covers as it relates to coronavirus is a little bit broad right now. They say the funds can be used for any demonstrated loss related to corona. Um, and who qualifies are typically the same folks who qualify for a, a standard SBA loan. But as Josh rightly pointed out, nonprofits seem to be able to be uh, uh, applying as well. So typical requirements are businesses with, with fewer than 500 employees. And I think there's going to be some relaxation when the final rules are, are written on what types of businesses can, uh, can be a part of that. And a subset of that particular uh, EIDL loan is what Josh referred to as money that you can get quickly. Uh, you might see it referred to as express bridge loan, but uh, essentially it's money that is able to get moved out fast while the underwriting process goes on for the broader loan request and the broader uh, uh, review of the economic loss. So those particular loans uh, have very favorable terms. The loans can go up to as much as $2 million. And the interest rates that, uh, that are proposed for this are 3.75, for for-profit companies and 2.75 for nonprofit companies. And those will be based upon 30-year amortized terms. So again, pretty favorable terms uh, for those particular loans. And uh, you know, overall, the, the repayment terms are gonna be based on your ability to pay, because everybody knows there's a disaster that's gone on. I have heard for this particular loan product, there are 25,000-ish uh, applications already in queue with, with the SBA for those particular loans, but uh, the industry is estimating that is only about a three-week backlog, but uh, we will see because I don't think they've seen this level of application volume. So the second program, which is the one that's being, being voted on uh, in the House, is referred by a couple of names. Uh, some, some places you'll see recall called the SBA 7A COVID-19 relief loan, uh, also the payment or paycheck protection program. So this is the one that, that has uh, elements of the forgiveness included in it. And what is designed by, uh, by the bill writers and by the lawmakers to do is to really provide the ability to, to cover the expenses for a business owner for essentially an eight week period uh, from the forgiveness standpoint, but the loan eligibility is gonna be based on a couple of things. Uh, the first thing it's gonna be based on is the actual average monthly expenses of that particular business uh, that, uh, that is involved, and that is gonna be targeted over what they typically spend for the, the costs that I'm going to give you here in a minute, but over, uh, over the last year. So they'll come up with an average amount uh, per month, 
and you'll be eligible for a loan size up to two and a half times that. So for instance, if your average expenses are 100,000, you'd be eligible to apply for a loan for 250,000. So now let's talk about what's covered in that particular, uh, in that particular loan request. So right now the guidance is that it will cover payroll costs, employee benefits, commissions, interest payments on mortgages, rents, utilities, and even interest on debt applications that have been incurred prior to the covered period, so prior to the February 15th date. So those are, those are the items that will go into the calculation to determine your average monthly expenditures. And then, um, and then essentially um, your, your, your loan request will be submitted and approved for two and a half times that. That's the way I understand it. The good parts about this is that the loan is unsecured. Uh, even though this is a SBA 7A loan, which is typically secured by real estate, this particular program is unsecured and it does not require an owner's personal guarantee. So those are two nice portions of the, uh, uh, of the bill. In addition to that, the bill offers up to 100% forgiveness of that particular loan. Uh, and and the forgiveness is really a function of your ability to maintain the employees that, that you have on the books when the loan is taken out. So the forgiveness is highly correlated to you keeping people and keeping your payrolls and those expenses at a similar, similar level. Um, and let's see, from, a, from an overall borrower perspective, one of the great things about this particular program is there are no payments due on this particular loan for the first six months. And as a part of the forgiveness, it not only would forgive that, that portion of the expenses you have for eight weeks, it would also forgive the interest due associated with that. So the way the, the program appears to be designed is that any amount left over after your forgiveness would then be amortized over a 10-year period. So uh, they would function it as like a 10-year term loan. So the big question is, when is this gonna be available? So this particular loan is gonna be processed through standard SBA lenders, and they are still in the process of, of learning you know, what forms they need to, to, to complete, how the guarantees are gonna work for them as a lender, how they're going to roll this program out. So what I'm hearing from my lenders is, is that they'll actually begin to be able to be processing these loans maybe as early as next Friday. However, you know, in the meantime, uh, we, are, we are actively working to begin to get uh, folks that we know in queue for processing. So from our website, loanbids.com, we have a link there to a quick, quick form which allows you to, to get in process uh, and we'll begin to work with you to get your documentation together and uh, so that the earliest possible moment, those loans can begin to be processed. 
So that is the biggest challenge I see the, the programs have right now is that literally there's going to be a tsunami of, of applications and, uh, you know, I, I believe our company will be able to help room the requests for, for our clients and be able to, to hopefully get them through in a more expedited fashion than if you're trying to navigate this process on your own. So again, just to kind of summarize two programs, the existing EIDL program, which is the Economic Injury Disaster Loan. That loan today, the, my understanding is that does not include the forgiv forgivability components. And then there is the 7A related uh, relief loan with the payroll protection program. And that is the one that does have the forgivability components to that. So we're gonna be working with, with uh, businesses that request this type of loan and try to, try to work through them and determine which, which option works best for them. So hopefully this has been helpful and uh, I'll turn it back over to Tom and Josh. Yeah, so Damon, who, who, who should be applying for these, I guess? I mean, I think that's kind of like my question here is, should a business like mine that we, I don't really know yet if it's, if it's going to be affected other than um, from just, you know, a disruption standpoint. And obviously we, we've had extra costs, you know, because of this, um, you know, right now we're not sure we're going to have to lay anybody off. Um, should, should every business be like thinking about this or should just the businesses that are really highly affected from these, like your restaurants and your, um, you know, I mean, obviously one of my businesses is a vacation rental. We probably lost 20%, maybe 25% of all of our, 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 our bookings, um, that were on our books. So, I mean, I can show and prove, Hey, we lost a bunch of revenue from this. Should, you know, for, you know, for, so, so who should be applying for these loans? Well, here is what I would say, and I can use my own personal experience. I think there's a lot of business owners out there right now grappling with the idea of do I lay people off or do I try to keep them through this and maybe apply for this particular loan. You know, what I would say is, you know, like myself, I have a significant amount of people and um, I'm going to be applying for the loan myself with the, with the forgivability function to it because I want to make sure that, uh, you know, that I have enough funds to be able to meet payroll for all my employees through this, through this crisis. My guess is that, you know, the eight week, the eight week uh, amount, you know, could extend, you know, Congress may come back with a, with a, a secondary bill that, uh, that extends benefits further than where it is today. But uh, I would say any, any business owner that's grappling with the question of, first of all, um, you know, do I keep my employees? Do I lay them off at this point? Is business going to return quickly or will it be a long ways off? So if you have any of those questions about do I lay off, do I keep, yeah, I think, I'd say I get it. I get Josh going. said everybody has those questions, right? <laughs> I would say yes. And if you got a forgivability function to it, you could potentially wind up with a windfall if you don't have the significant revenue decline. So, um, you know, again, I would say for, for that payment protection, almost every business that has employees, um, there's, I don't see any harm with, with, with moving forward with that. Or the other group would be those that are actually have an economic disaster that has 
has occurred. You know, inventory is spoiled or, or something that's gone on uh, that they can document as an economic disaster. And uh, on that particular, you know, program, there's a lot of folks getting in line for that because there's, they're, they're foreseeing that, that their business is going to be impacted in the future uh, by, by what's going on, by revenues, you know, just pretty much shutting off but still having the expense base. And my guess is that, you know, that, that loss of revenue is probably going to be considered, you know, an economic disaster. And uh, for that particular program be uh, made available for that idle loan. So uh, a lot more, lot more to come as things develop. Uh, like I said, I think this is a, a little bit of a, uh, of an a initial, uh, stake in the ground that uh, the government is making, but I think you know that there is a great possibility that that things change, improve, uh, and uh, uh, new new proposals get made to go on top of the care package that or the cares package that Josh is talking about, and uh, and you know additional supplements to these SBA loan programs. Awesome. Thank you so much for that, Damon. Just kind of to wrap it all up, Josh, like what, so let, let me ask you the same question because obviously your clients are going to probably be coming to you asking you that question. And what, what, what would you tell them? Who, who should be applying for, 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 for these loans at this point? Josh? Well, um, and I, I think Damon, you, you said something here and it, it sounds like it's something that just about every employer is going to want to consider pursuing or at least considering. I mean, anybody who is not like in the industries that are booming because of this, you know, so you know, there are obviously going to be some businesses that are going to be benefiting from this. Right. So those who have so, had a, an have had an economic impact, or this is uh, a positive impact, is they probably won't be applying for this. Right. But be almost those, yeah, pretty much everybody else. The debt, right. Because for most of us, and probably most of the people listening, our business has been negatively affected. And yeah, so it sounds like, from what I'm gathering, and is that we pretty much every business out there that's in that position should be considering. Uh, or, uh, or you know, may want to consider uh, pursuing the, uh, the this particular loan. Yeah. So, from most of our listeners are, are are probably real estate. So, I would say if you're a lender, you're but you've been impacted, right, Damon? Right. A lender. Sorry. Impacted. So, uh, if you're a lender, you've probably been impacted by this. Um, if you're a property yeah. management company, you've probably been impacted. If you're, um, I don't know, construction, maybe. Yes. No. Well, the there. I've talked to some construction workers and they're, they're struggling, not because they're not, they're, they're not permitted to work. Other people are afraid to, to, to well, no, they can't, stuff. they can't pull permits. They can't, yeah, the you know, they can't actually shut down. The yep. Yeah. So construction could possibly be, um, it, you know, you know, for us, if we own vacation rentals, obviously the, um, the hotel industry is, is getting slaughtered right now. Um, and you know, so it, it, I, I just hope that that helps you guys. And I hope that everybody out there is just thinking, should I do this or not? And if you guys are interested in that, you guys can go to loanbitbit.com and just kind of help with that. And also go, or also go to Josh, cause you're going to leave a lot of paperwork. So it's almost like you need an accountant and you're going to need a place to be able to go to be able to make these things happen. Right. But Damon, they're still going to require, I'm assuming PFS personal financial statements and that type of uh, information in the process. Right. Yeah, there is there is definite information. Uh, the, the primary addition is going to be uh, proof of your payroll. So they will be they'll be looking at your last twelve months payroll reports in order to size that particular loan. 
right? Because I think the, the, the amount, uh, if I remember correctly, is like two and a half times their average payroll number or something to that effect. Um, well, it's, yes, yeah, two and a half times the, the average payroll. They do exclude employees making over 100000 from that, but, uh, but it's all based on a formula off of the payroll reports for the last 12 months. Right, so you're going to need your you're going to need the business side and the personal side kind of together. Sounds like uh, to uh, um, for the application process. Yeah, and then uh, you, it also, like I said, it covers mortgages, rents, utilities. So there'll be a verification process of all of those potential components that can be added into the loan amount. Good deal. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, David, for that. Thank you, Josh. Um, for giving us your scoop on the, uh, the the new package that's sitting on the the president's desk, I think right now, and hopefully will be signed today or maybe tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully today, um, but I, I I guess that's going to do it for today. I thank you guys so much for helping our listeners and helping me. Honestly, personally, I'm probably going to go back and watch this a second time uh, after just to kind of be able to pay attention more and be able to take notes. And I, just, I think Josh, we probably need to talk even in my own businesses about how um, maybe I should be applying for some of these loans and maybe some other things that we can take advantage of from a tax perspective as well. So that's gonna do it for today. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this. Remember to be a conduit, not a bucket. Work to have to give. Have a good day, guys.